From the Silicon Valley to the smoke-filled room, misperceptions and prejudgments abound with women entrepreneurs and business owners. Waking up to those misperceptions is the first step to building a win-win relationship for banks. But with that in mind, where does the rewarding work begin? To find out, we sat down with Beth Marcello of PNC Bank at BAI Beacon. Welcome to BAI Banking Strategies where each week we'll focus on the key issues facing financial services leaders. We'll bring you objective opinions and actionable insights that'll help you power smart decisions. I'm your host, Lou Carlozo, the managing editor of BAI. Come on in. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. It is wonderful to have you here with us. And today on the program, we have Beth Marcello, the Director of Women's Business Development at PNC Bank, and she's based in Pittsburgh. Beth has catalyzed business development for women for more than a decade. As PNC's Director of Women's Business Development since 2006, she's been in the singular role of influencing strategic activities that help women thrive both externally and internally. She acts as a consultant to all aspects of the business and specializes in enrolling women in the buying process and attracting and retaining top female talent. Beth, it is so good to have you on the program today. Thank you. I'm very pleased to be here. I cast my gaze on San Francisco and the startup world. The troubles with Uber, for example, really demonstrated how much that's a boys network and that there are pervasive stereotypes that continue to exist when it comes to women and business. I'm wondering in your role, what kind of stereotypes you've encountered and how you are trying to really get people to think differently? That's a really good question. There are so many stereotypes and I've been in this role for coming on 12 years at PNC and it's amazing the evolution that I've seen in the past 12 years. Of course, this new this role was new when I joined the bank in 2006 and at that point the bank was really beginning to see how many women were starting businesses how many women were coming to the bank uh, for for loans and other financial products and services related to their businesses but beyond that we really began to notice how many women were influencing or making the financial decisions for all businesses not just the businesses that they owned so one of the things that I'm uh, talking about are uh, what we call the killer peas. So when you talk about stereotypes, it really does try to de- debunk a couple of stereotypes. And the killer peas, the things that will uh, damage your chances or a banker's chances for doing business with women are prejudging them, pressuring them, or listening to them poorly. So poor, poor listening. Now, what types of needs and wants are women business customers bringing to the bank that present a special opportunity to respond and meet those needs? So the really big difference between men and women when it comes to providing financial services is women really want to have a relationship with their banker. If I had to pick one differential, that idea of a relationship is really what stands out. Women who own businesses do not need different financial products or different financial services than a man who owns a business does. But women really do want a partnership and a relationship with their banker. They want us to add value to them. They want us to really understand their story. They don't just want a loan. They don't just want a, you know, a business DDA. They really want 
want us to be a partner with them as they develop and evolve and, and grow their business. That is the talk everywhere, that people want relational banking. In your own work, how are you trying to facilitate those relationships, make those things possible? It's a great word, a little stickier in terms of defining that as an operational concept. So at PNC, we have developed a learning curriculum for our bankers. And when bankers complete the curriculum and complete an assessment, they can choose to become a PNC certified women's business advocate. And we have about 1,700 bankers across our lines of business, both men and women. We have about 30% of our advocates are men that self-identify as a women's business advocate. And that's how we go to market with that designation. And that des designation carries with it a responsibility for those bankers to really get involved in business women's activities and business women's networks in their community and carry that brand, that commitment that PNC has to supporting women who own and run businesses. They, they do that by getting involved and that helps their business because they become branded as an advocate. Uh, they have opportunities when they're engaging in women's networks to meet more women that hopefully um, they can develop a relationship with that would lead to a business transaction. Now mentioning networking, that's obviously one crucial tool. Networking really is the beginning of a relationship. What I'm wondering is that we will have people listening to this podcast saying, this sounds great. I'm sold. Where do I begin? What would you tell them? Well, the first thing that I would tell them is, you know, just look at the organizations in your community. Chances are, so for instance, in Pittsburgh, we, we really at this point have dozens of uh, women's networks, large and, and small. So you can look to your local chamber of commerce and chances are it might have a spinoff group that is the, the uh, women's chamber. Uh, we support a number of organizations at PNC, and uh, one that I'm particularly fond of is the Women Presidents Organization. WPO has chapters internationally and across the country, and WPO is a peer-to-peer -peer mentoring program for women whose businesses generate more than $2 million annually if they manufacture a product or more than a $1 million annually if they provide a, pro if they provide a service. Uh, the average WPO member is in the 13 or $14 million revenue range. So these are small groups, you know, groups of a chapter is 20 women presidents who uh, meet on a monthly basis to help each other solve problems, solve business problems, and grow their businesses. We have been a supporter of WPO for, for quite some time, and it's a real pleasure to be able to interact with these women who are growing their businesses, providing employment, you know, doing good work in the world. In the years that you have been working this position, what have you seen from your VISTA that indicates that the needs of women in business have changed and how might they be changing in this era of digital technology and fintech and massive disruption and massive rethinking? So what we have seen is that women tend to be debt averse. 
Often they're labeled risk averse, but I don't believe that anyone who starts a business or is a small business owner or a large business owner for that matter is risk averse. But what we do see is women do tend to shy away from taking on growth and that can hamper their ability to grow as fast as they they might grow if they leverage somebody else's money. What we sometimes hear from women entrepreneurs is this idea that they don't come to the bank and ask for money because they believe that the bank will prejudge them, that the that the bank isn't looking for their business. That first P in the that killer P. That first P in the killer P's, exactly. So they don't ask the bank for money. They self-fund their growth, and they are doing quite well at that because women-owned businesses are growing uh, fairly rapidly, but maybe they're not growing as fast as they could be growing if they leveraged the bank's money. One of the exciting things for women is that fintech and crowd sharing platforms and the um, the growth and the number of women angels are really helping fuel the growth of women-owned businesses. And that's an opportunity for banks and really take uh, women-owned businesses seriously. Fantastic. It's something that should not only be taken seriously in the financial services world, but really anywhere where business is done, women have proven to be trailblazers and inventive and visionary. We see that everywhere. For example, Mark Zuckerberg is so often the public face of Facebook, but where would he be without Sheryl Sandberg, who's really played an incredibly important role driving that business? So thank you for sharing your insights and waking us up to what's needed and for doing outstanding work with women in business. Thank you very much. And thanks for the opportunity to talk about it. Beth Marcello is the Director of Women's Business Development at PNC Bank. She's based in Pittsburgh. Be sure to look for Beth on LinkedIn. And here are three key takeaways from today's podcast. Number one, beware of the killer peas. Prejudging, pressuring, and poor listening. Most of all, women want to have a relationship with their banker, and they don't need different products for men, which means that the product sales pitch should be secondary. What they want to do is partner with someone at the bank who understands what they're trying to accomplish and help them get there. Number two. If you're looking for places to interact with women entrepreneurs and business owners, look no further than organizations in your community as a starting point. Women's networks, large and small, will exist there, along with spin-off groups from the Chamber of Commerce. An outstanding organization on a national and international level is the Women's President's Organization. And number three women are debt averse. However, they aren't risk averse as their courage to start a business testifies to. Women do tend to shy away from taking on growth because they don't want to take on debt. One key challenge for banks is to show them how leveraging the bank's money will help them obtain remarkable growth and expanded opportunity. Think about fintech, women angels, and crowdsourcing platforms as three parts of the women's business plan. 
During the podcast, Beth shared quite a few lessons for the financial services industry as it reaches out to serve women business owners. This is a significant growing segment with which to connect, and that's reflected in a recent report from American Express. Here's what they had to say. As of 2016, it's estimated that there are 11.3 million women-owned businesses in the United States that employ an additional 9 million people and generate 1.6 trillion in revenues. I'm going to repeat that, 1.6 trillion. Between 2007 and 2016, the number of women-owned firms increased by 45% compared to just 9% among all businesses. And over the past nine years, the number of women-owned firms has grown at a rate fully five times faster than the national average. Employment in women-owned businesses has increased by 18% since the Great Recession, while among all businesses, employment has declined 1% since 2007. Business revenues among women-owned firms have increased by 35% since 2007, compared to 27% among all U.S. firms, thus at a rate that is 30% higher than the national average. This report is also quoted in a recent article by entrepreneur and author Rhonda Abrams. Women Business Owners Will Save America is the title of the article, and with all the success women-owned businesses are having, she notes that funding for these businesses is significantly behind that of male-owned businesses. Less than 3% of venture dollars went to women in 2016, and 5,839 male-founded companies received VC funding compared to just 359 female-founded companies. Finally, women-owned businesses tend to get less money, an average of $77 million compared to $100 million for males. Women business owners get offered smaller loans for shorter terms at higher interest rates than men. These are all really sobering statistics to think about when you square up that $1.6 trillion in revenues versus the far-behind VC investment, how can we make a better connection that feeds these businesses that in turn are feeding the economy and can feed the financial services industry in a positive, healthy, and wealthy way? Something to think about as we move into the future and a productive 2018 in the banking sphere. Thanks again for tuning into our podcast. Be sure to check out our ever-growing archive of podcasts at BAI.org and look for us on Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook to stay up to date on BAI's latest and greatest. We hope you tune in next week when a new podcast goes up and you can look for me on LinkedIn. I'm Lou Carlozo, the managing editor of BAI. We'll see you soon. So long.